Welcome to the Catch the Fire London podcast. We hope that you encounter God as you listen to this message. I just want to call Kiki up right now. Woo woo! She got me. And I just want you to, sorry, I know you've just sat again, but I want you to stand up because we're going to stretch our hands and we're going to pray. Woo, woo, woo. And we're going to release a blessing over Kiki. Father, I thank you. The first of all, Kiki is your daughter. And she stands in the place of authority. And Father, she stands here today. She has prepared. She has heard your voice. And Lord, I pray that you will cause every pressure to fall off. That she will, continue, she will rest in you. The Father, the words that come out of her mouth will just be so sharp and so piercing that every word that she speaks, oh God, will just not return to you void. But Father, it would accomplish the purpose for which it was sent, Father. I pray, oh God, that your daughter would know your love and your peace and she'll rest in it. Father, we don't see Kiki. We see Jesus through her today. And I pray that the fire that is on this woman, Father, would reflect through what she speaks today. Bless her. I pray that she would enjoy as she speaks as well in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rita. Oh, isn't she gorgeous? Gorgeous. <laughs> Oh, it is so good to be here with you, and it's just amazing, and I just love how we could worship together and then just seek after him. Oh, it is good to see new faces and familiar faces, and then the man running around, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, welcome to Catch the Fire. My name is Kimiko, and it is so good to see you all, and yes, yeah, so this month we have been... Um, Different leaders will be chatting about the core values. And um, I've been seeking the Lord and I've been asking, okay, you know, and I'm like, and I was just, um, and I, and I stayed over Tanya's house. So she was asking me this, like, so what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, you know, Tanya, like three, four years ago, I, I would have said without a doubt, it is Father Heart, it is sonship, it is X, Y, Z, it's this, this, and I'm not, but now I'm in a different place. You know, and it's not saying these are things to forget about. These are still my, my foundation. But I really sense in my spirit that I, I have um, journeyed and moved on. And what I felt to share with you guys and where I'm at at the moment is from Psalms 27.4. And it was just interesting because as, as, as I was seeking the Lord, and I couldn't put it into words, say, what is it, God? What, where, where am I going? What, what, what's happening? And, and the strange thing, Hannah Graham, if you're watching, is I heard Hannah's voice, and it was from Psalm 27, 4. It said, one thing I desire of the Lord, that, I will, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And that's one of the core message that Hannah had because she went to IHOP and she was saturated in that place of, of, of worship and intercession. And that was where her heart was yearning. And then it was just interesting that I heard her voice speak and I'm like, yes, I could put that, I could, I could say yes to that verse because that's where I am at the moment. And I, once again, I'm not saying any 
uh, the rest is, is, has fallen apart. It is in my season at this moment, I am in this place. And when I read the verse, it hit me like a truck. You know, so many times, don't, don't you have a time when you read d different scripture, different verses, you read, read, it's fine. And suddenly you read it and it strikes you. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? And you go, man, like, did I miss it? But it is, it, it is like, it's a, a, a rhema word. It's a word that came alive. It's the, the logos. It's the word of God. And boom, rhema comes. It's a revelation comes in. And you go, wow. Wow. And I think it hit me so hard. And it's such a powerful verse, but yet so simple. And it, and, and it, and it but it, it hit a chord in my heart and it challenged me to really look into my values, into my belief and who I truly am and to search deep into my soul, you know, and, and see, okay, you know, this verse, what, what's, what's, what's about, why this verse, Father God? What is this thing? And for me, I realized that, yes, you know, Sonship is important for me. I'm not talking about your testimony. My testimony is that I came to realization that it was about me, my destiny, my calling, my sonship, my my authority that I have to change atmosphere. So I'm not saying it's you, but for me, it came out of me centeredness in a way. And I go, whoa, what has come out of purity has changed because of being a human. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and it, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I don't want to be in that place where it's about me, me centered, me, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not me who carries all this. It is Him, in Him, in Christ, I have this authority and dominion. And it's not about what I say, it is He speaking through me. And that's why I'm like, wow, I need to get back to that, to that basic scripture. For this I knew that I should live in such a way to actively seek God. And as human, I think we get to a place, we get comfortable in, 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 in our history and what we know, and we just kind of do life. And then came to me, it's like, whoa, I think it hit me so hard because I realized I have to be active seeking the Lord. I can't be just sitting down, you know, in my comfort saying, okay, I know ABC, this is what I'm going to do. No, because every day will look different. It doesn't mean there's a, a way of doing things because God is a God, a moving God, a God that's is so active. And I have to say to myself, if he is alive, if I need to understand that there is a relationship that happens. And I, as, as we see, and I realize as well, when I do seek him, when I go after his presence, it has given me the ability to persevere through trialing times and, and the ability to have the hope to hold on to. You know, so many times, you know, you, you, things happen and you go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. You panic, you get worried. But when I remember when I'm in that place in, in him, it becomes easy. It becomes, you know, I have hope. And, it, I, you know, one of the things is like, parents, your kids are watching you. And I learned, one thing that I learned from my mom is that she was devoted. You know, not she wasn't perfect because she's human. There were ups and downs, but yet she 
dwelled like David's, like he, she seeked after him. She was so hum, hungry to know him. So, so whatever things happened, she was like, Lord, this is what your word says. And, and I watched my mom. You know, and I doubted her. I'm like, how could you have that faith when everything around you seems so bad? How could you stay strong in the word when the, it seems like God the Father doesn't even care about you? But she stood and she goes, no, I am, I, he is who he is. And, and, and that, you know, watching her perseverance, watching her just standing in that place of 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 hardship, but yet choosing to, to worship and to adore him changed me. Because I didn't understand in my human abilities, like I don't understand. Why? He, you know, everything feels like he left you, abandoned you. But yet she's like, no, he, will, he has never abandoned you. He's always with you. He's Emmanuel. He's God with you. He gives me the strength that I need in my times. And, and, and I have watched her and I realized that because she seeked after him. He dwelled in his presence. She was able to have that strength that come from the innermost being. And I love the phrase what David says at the end. It's like to inquire in his temple. To inquire means to, to more than seek. It is to inspect, to admire, to consider, to reflect, to meditate, to look for, to search, to pray. Inquire doesn't just mean to ask. It's all these things that word means to consider, to, to reflect, to admire. And his temple, it is to reflect on the scriptures that I realized that David was saying, I inquire of in his temple. He was searching. He was yearning. He was studying. He was seeking. And, you know, and, and it was just, I was like, oh, man, he was so hungry to know him. He'd been taught the word, but yet he was yearning. He, you know, David David, you know, out of everything, he had everything in a way. And when he became king, he had the glory, he had the, the splendor, he had everything. But yet he said, I want to dwell in the house. I inquire of his temple. That was his thing. And, and so many times we get so focused in, in, in the physical reality of what's happening in the situation rather than seeing in the spirit. And then and this, you know, made me understand there is the spirit realm versus the, the physical realm. And we are so used to seeing in the physical realm and we forget what is happening in the spirit. It is in the spirit where things get um, burst out and it manifests in the presence. So we need to understand that there's things happening in the physical realm. There's things moving and, and shaping in the, in, the, in the spirit realm and it is manifested, but yet we just look at the physical. We just see what's in front of us and we get so, we get doubt, we get um, confused because what we see is not what we understand who God is and what his promises says. But yet we have to go beyond that because we are called to be spiritual beings. We are no longer um, in this world as we were, as we have given our life to Jesus Christ. He has called you to a place higher, to a place that he's calling you to come out, come up here with me. And then that's what, and I focus, but without knowing the word, you will never get to that place. Emotion versus the word. You know, we, and I'm not saying emotion, and I always say emotions are good. God made those emotions for us to get healed up, but we cannot be focused. Our emotion cannot be our center. 
And, and you, we can't be the place of like, we're singing amazing worship this morning, seeing Jesus giving all this. And tomorrow you're like, oh, the world it, it gobbled me up. Oh, you know, I'm so, I'm, uh, I'm so little. Oh, you know, everybody's against me. We can't be, we, that's emotions because you're high when you're singing. and do, But then what happens when you step out of that place? You have to be in the same place where you were in that place on a Sunday. This is who we are called to be. And so many times I see even myself where like the next day, I'm like, I feel defeated. I have no strength. And then I'm like, oh, and I get reminded, what was I singing yesterday? What was I saying yesterday? What was I shouting yesterday? It's like, oh my goodness, come on. So come on. So align with heaven now because this is not who you are. And I focus me to see, wow, we need to be honestly open to the things of the physical because there are things manifest that we do not know. And, I, and, and you know, and, and, and when we ask, any, and David said, the one thing, the one thing, so what is the one thing you ask for? And if, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, Kiki, if somebody asks for me one thing, I'll be like, a provision, a miracle, signs and wonders, and this. And I'm like, oh, I've lost the plot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is it favor? Is it peace that you want? But no, it says one thing. David said one thing. He could have had Ask for anything, but he said, the one thing is to be in your presence. What if we are as intent about our inquiries with God as we were about trying to figure out our future and our life? What if we rather stop worrying and we start praying and seeking through the scripture, finding what the truth is? Because rather than finding man's wisdom, but actually finding what the word of God says in the situation. What if we do that? We wouldn't in this place. We wouldn't, we would be a church that's moving in action. But you know what? It's okay. We're all in a journey. And we need each other to encourage each other. I love the phrase, um, and Dan could tell me because he knows about revival history, um, about uh, who said about the see me burning? John Wesley, you come and see me burning. How many of us have said to others, I'm burning? I'm burning. I love um, who see the world catch the fire in my world. No, apostle. No, <laughs> the other. <laughs> he's from, the, he was a policeman. Oh, Danke was, was a policeman. No, no, but he's English. Ken God. Ken God. Sorry, I'm going back and forth. And but if, you know, one of, it, do we have Ken God's teaching? It, is it courageous that he, he spoke? If you get onto YouTube, maybe, I don't know, but you need to listen. He talked about the power of prayer, the power of intercession, the power. And it's like, you see me burning. And we told each other, are you burning today? Are you burning for the Lord today? And, that, and you know, we laugh and go, oh, that's so funny. But actually, that's where we should be. We should be burning. We should be awake. We should be yearning. But yet, things of the world happen and we get pushed down and pushed down. And that's why I think Psalm 27.4 has been such a, a, a place of like, one thing, one thing I desire of the world, that being his dwelling place. And that I may, you know, and this is the thing that's been just constantly speaking, talking to me. It's like the one thing that I inquire 
of the Lord is that one is that I just want to dwell in the house of the Lord all my days to gaze upon his beauty. That's what I want more than anything, as David said, more than anything. It's not about the riches. It's not about the finances. It's not about being on the first class on the airplane. It's not about driving a Mercedes or a Vance. It's about dwelling in his presence because the Bible says, seek after me and everything shall be added on. If we seek him first, all these things will come. And then I know there's part of you guys that says, I don't have time to seek the Lord all day night. I work. I have a family. I totally understand because I'm in that place. But he's saying, but what's your heart's condition? Is it to seek after him? Or do when you, when you, you know, because uh, even though I'm saying this, one, I, I just, even in, on the train coming down, I was like thinking about dwelling. And then all of a sudden I had, you know, you have the angel and you have the enemy speaking. And then it's like, oh God, it, it'd be amazing if, if somehow there was more inheritance and that I had and I paid off my mortgage and it would be, oh, it's so glorious. And Ed wouldn't have to worry about this new mortgage. And I go, oh, yikes. Because I'm trying to fix with what I think is important. And I forget what God is saying. What's your priority? What's, where's your heart? And I go, sorry, God. Okay, let's get back into the scripture. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't, David wasn't asking for provision or for God to fulfill a miracle. He wasn't looking at God's hand, but he was seeking his face. He was seeking his face. And David's desire was ceaseless. He just didn't want a visitation. He wanted an everlasting desire that would be present all days of his life, a place where he could dwell. He reminded himself when he said in Psalm 23, 6, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then also in Psalms 91, 1, David said, he dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of Almighty. <sighs> if David the king If this is one thing, one desire, isn't that something that we need to actually pay attention? My, the one thing that I want. And it's easy to fall back into what we've been um, educated and what the world has seek its priority. And because the kingdom of God is upside down. He talks about the being the humble, being meek, and you go, in the worldly standard, those are not great characteristic. Because it's about pioneering. It's about achieving. It's about performance. It's about what you have on your bank account. And I know you have heard other preachers the same thing. But I think there is something happening in this season with all the things that we're going through with COVID. With all the things like we, people are asking questions. Where are you, God? What is happening to the world? People are wondering where, you know, some, it's like, what am I going to eat tomorrow? You know, the gas price in the Petrobras has gone up, you know, second heart, second hand cars are expensive now. Can you believe it? It's not any more second hand, you know, because I'm like, how could a second hand be more than a first hand? Doesn't make sense. But it's just what the world's coming to. And then you, and this, and all these things that you hear, you're like, wow. 
I get to choose either to be in that whirlwind of the world or I get to step out and say, I seek you, God. You have the answers. You have what I need. And you will fulfill the desire because in Revelation, he talks about, I will give you, I will show you. And it's not about, you know, it's just because he knew, he talks about that the churches has been persecuted. And I, and he was saying, I will show you that I'm a good God. And it's, and, and it, it's, and when you read it and when you study, it's, it's talking about financial things, what you have lost, what you have been persecuted and robbed. He's going to make you see that it is back. So this is a God that will bless us as well as we seek it, but we can't concentrate in like, oh, if I seek him, I get financial blessing. No, it's as you seek it, he would make, he would work it out for you to, to find, to, to enable you to grow in the areas you want to grow. And did you know that God wants more? He's interested in, in having a relationship with you. Not like the other gods who wants um, sacrifices and rituals. He's a God that wants a relationship. He wants you. He's desiring as you. He created you. And at the end of the day, he's going to have you back. This is our God who's wanting, he's yearning. He's the father of the prodigal son waiting to see that you'll come home. He is a God of relationship. And if he has created you, wouldn't he want you back? You know, but so many times we think, oh, it's about obeying the laws and regulations. But when we go to just the law, so I should pray more, I should fast more, I should do this. That's a ritual. That's our just regulation. And we see what happened to the Pharisees. They obeyed the law. They, they knew the word of God. They, they were taught and they lived it, but they missed something. They, and then they're, they're, they, the, the name God was so holy that you couldn't even say that name in, in the Hebrew, you know, that you they took the vowel out or, you know, and, and, and they, it was just so holy that they couldn't say that name. So, and then you go, wow, these Pharisees, you know, they were devoted. They, they, they read, they read the scripture for eternity, eternity. They were taught, but yet they, they didn't recognize Jesus did not recognize Jesus, read, read about him, but they didn't see the man in front of him was Jesus, even though Jesus was saying, I am, I am who I am. Because in their mind, they're like, how could you be a son of a carpenter? How could you be? You're not even Moses. How could you be? You're not David. You're not this. You're not that. Because they didn't understand that he was coming as a man to fulfill the promise and will be the lamb for us. It's like, how? We don't understand. So, and they couldn't see Jesus, but they knew the scripture. In Samuel 5.22, it says, has the Lord... Has the Lord as great delight in burning offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of the rams. To obey, to when we go, when we listen to the word obey, we're like, oh, oh. But actually the word obey means to listen, to hear, to see and to respond. So you are responding to God. That is better than sacrifices. The, no relationship with God means that there's no love. But, and, and so he's saying, without love, 
obedience becomes ritual. Ritual is that thing. Ritual only requires you to hear and listen and, and respond once in the same way each time because that's what ritual requires you to do. Ritual does not require to continue to listen, seek after God. Ritual does not require faith. Ritual does not require relationship to be maintained. We are called to obedience to the person of God. We are called to listen, hear, and see, and respond to the word of God. Because the word of God is Jesus. In John 1, 1 5, it says, we are called to respond. We are called to, 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 to have a relationship. We are called to seek through the scripture and find him. And as we read even Revelation, the Revelation, you know, for many, it's like, ooh, I'm scared of the book of Revelation because it's end times. But in the in, in that, you'll find the beauty of Jesus because there's an unveiling of Jesus in Revelation. It talks about who he is and the splendor of his majesty. It unveils who the things that, because Jesus, God hasn't given permission yet to, to show the glory of Jesus in fullness. But in Revelation, it talks about, it starts the undwelling, unraveling of Jesus is. And this is the beauty that, that we get to know as we read, as we search after him, as we meditate upon his word, as we worship him, we get to the place of, of wonder. We get to the place of, of, of fullness. God has created with a hunger, with an appetite that man cannot fulfill and is only fulfilled being in the spirit and so why wouldn't you eat and feast from the word of God when it said he is the word of God he said drink and eat from me and as we do that and so many of us has forgotten we are just dwelling and you know we just think worship song is the only way which is perfect but I think there is more to worship and as you know I go again, as Dwayne has shared in, in communing worship is just more than singing a singing song worship is going it's it's, 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 it's bowing down to the feet of Jesus and washing his feet. It costs something. It costs something so great. And this is a place to be. And as we are in this new season or this changing season of transition, we need to be the burning ones. We need to be a church that is awake. We need to say, Lord Jesus, things are happening. You know, what's incredible is in Israel, the, the Jewish people are telling us other Jews about Jesus. Before it was the missionaries that went to Israel to talk about and, and proclaim and testify. But you have actual Jews who are born again saying, do you know about Jehovah? Do you know the word of God? Can I pray for you? There is a God that wants to immerse with you, that lives with you. And that's in it. If you start reading it, if you start seeing there is something already happening in the atmosphere. I'm not saying, and I love what Mike Bickle says, I'm not saying the end time, it will happen in, in 10, 5, 15 years, but it, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, guys. And if you see it's happening, there's revivals happening in other places, in, 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 um, in places that you never thought the gospel would be preached. If you look at even where the gospel has been spread, it has spread to most of part of the world. And if you start seeing what the Bible says about the signs, Things are happening, and that, you know, concerns me. It's like, what, what am I doing? Am I okay being who I am? And just, I'm like, no, because I have to live my life the most, the most that I can, because I have borrowed time. And I'm not making you scared. I'm not making you be fearful. It is just saying to you guys, awake, awake. If we, and one of the things I love about it is it's catch the fire. Have you caught the fire? 
Have you caught the fire? If you have the cut, if you catch the fire, you you should be burning. You should be getting those sparkles everywhere you go. But so many times we are so content in and being who and go, oh let, let let other people do. It's like no. And and I you know and I and I talk to myself like well who have you witnessed? Who have you done that? And I'm like, Lord, I'm gonna be unique in the way that I testify that I go seeking after you and telling people about you. You know, and one of the things that I learned is like when you have fear about man, it means that you haven't surrendered 100% to God. Because who, you know, it's like who would you fear, man or God? I'd rather fear God who has um, decision of my life than man who has only for just for how many years of my life. Do I want eternity or do I want it now? So I just encourage you guys to start understanding that we are in a time that there is something shifting. There is something that's happening in the spirit realm and that we need to start waking up. We need to be the ones that how we sing on a Sunday, be that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We need to be the, those, that Christian that's burning and yearning. It might look different for every one of us because we have different personality and character. Some are loud or too loud. Some are quiet and it's fine. You know, and it's all about who you are. Don't be, don't be someone else. Be who you are. But be, be you and seek the Lord. And, let, and as you be possessed by him, everything will start looking differently. Your eyes are going to open to the things that you have never seen before. Your ears are going to hear things that you have never before. And it's going to be awakening. You're like, wow, I didn't know life was this. Because all of a sudden you're stepping into the spirit realm and you're seeing things happen. There is a hunger and desire that's in us. And if uh, I could get Dwayne. <laughs> and I just want to read out what Mike Bickle wrote in, about Revelation 4. Are we doing good? Amen. I don't know, nobody knows our destiny. Well, we know, our, well, he knows as you partner, but we don't know what the future holds us. But we, one thing that I know is again, Psalms 27, four, I wanna dwell in the house of the Lord. I wanna seek his face. I wanna be in that place that I am hungry to be with him. <sighs> For some you go, oh, that might be boring. It's like, how can I pray? Like praying five minutes is one minute is long enough for me. How I'm going to pray. But it's all about building a stamina. It starts small. And I encourage as we start this year, have someone accountable. Have someone accountable that could speak into your life and say, and, and say to you, are you burning? Are you burning this morning? Are you burning this evening? What have you done different? What is the Lord saying? What's your testimony? Testimony doesn't end when you give your life to Jesus Christ. Testimony is every day as we seek Him. He will speak to you to reveal to you. So you need a someone that says, how are you doing? Because in this world, time is so precious. And we can't live the way it is and think it's okay. There is, you know, you read about all those revival history. 
And, you, and, and it's not about evangelism. It's not about signs and wonders. It's about people yearning and praying, waiting to seek His face. When you wait and seek His face, He'll come seven tenfolds in a way that you can't imagine. Yes, I know there have been people praying for ages, but they haven't seen. But He's saying, keep pursuing keep that fire burning keep that fire burning and it doesn't matter what today looks like because tomorrow could be another day so why don't we become that people that church that will be centered in that that is consecrated to to praying to seeking of, of God and seeing a change in you and that people will see the difference let me read you from Mike Bickle. He says about the, the living creatures are gazing on him with fascination. So these are creatures in heaven just gaze on his beauty. And I, I wanted to read it because as we dwell with him, as we seek him, things are going to start changing. We're no longer going to be bored, but we're going to be so hungry, wanting to know a bit of him, and you get so hungry. So they said, the living creatures are gazing on him with fascinations. Night and day, they're fascinated with God. They peer into the mysteries of God. These four living creatures are right near God's throne. They're the nearest to God's throne. They're seraphim. Isaiah witnessed them and looked what Isaiah records of their experience he actually tells us what they encounter what he saw their response to the majesty of God he said I saw the Lord sitting on the throne and he's looking at Jesus God is looking at Jesus beholding Jesus saying you're my splendor you're my wonder and there's the living creatures all around him those heavenly creatures they're cherubims and seraphims they're seraphims are the highest the servant each has six wings and the point and points on in Isaiah wanted to tell us that these two wings they cover their faces when they gaze on God's beauty his majesty his jasper like glory it overwhelms them and they cover their eyes because they overwhelmed with what they see they cover their eyes because they in a way had a short circuit to how to speak they are overwhelmed and undone like Isaiah says in chapter 6 verse 5 they're undone those nearest the jasper like glory of God the nearest are the are completely undone they cannot gaze onto it and they are God's and they are at God's throne for millions and millions of billions of years they never grow accustomed they never are exhausted their transcendent splendor and the glory that God reveals to those are near him and when they see God's glory they cover their eyes and they open their mouths they are the two things that they say when they open their mouth they're not just saying anything they're consumed with one thing holy 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 they have given expression to what is burning inside of that being they close their eyes because their spirit is being moved powerfully and they give expression they have to express the burning fire that is imparted to them when they look at God's glory and when they look at Jesus and the phrase they say is holy 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 
holy. As we seek, as we seek Him, the one thing I desire of the Lord, the one thing I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all my life. To hold that beauty of the Lord, to hold His beauty. Dan, can you get Tanya? Please. There is something brewing in the atmosphere. And the thing that we need to be, that remnants are after God, seeking Him to be in that dwelling place, to see Him, to, to, to run with Him, to, to, to pursue Him. We cannot get tired. We cannot get weary. We cannot get bored of wanting. We cannot let the world eat us up and say it's okay. We cannot let the culture of the world come into the church and, and be okay about it. That's why it says, I inquire of you in the temple to seek of your presence, to seek of who you are, to know you. And I encourage you guys right now to just Close your eyes, because I want to get into ministry. Close your eyes and ask the Lord, what is your one thing you inquire of Him? What is the desire of one thing? If your answer is provision, if your answer is peace, if your answer is whatever it's, it is that you think it is important, why don't you lay it down this morning? As as David did, he was ceaseless. He wanted an everlasting encounter. He wanted a, he knew that the only place that he could be and the safer place it was to be in his presence. And ask him, and why don't you give this morning to the, the one thing I desire is you. The one thing that I inquire is you. And I just want to prophesy and I just want to declare that we will be a generation that will get hungrier and hungrier for God. That we will be the generation that will be a group of people that will know him face to face. That will have encounters with the living presence of the most high God. And not in a way of stirring up emotions and not in a way just because, oh, it's what I've been taught in church. That it will come from a deep place. And God, I just pray and I just declare over each and every single person listening to my voice that you will stir up supernatural hunger in us. And I just declare that this will be the year where we would experience supernatural hunger that we will that we will have encounters that we will leave just transform and the that motto of like well encountering God's transforming presence will be a motto for our lives that it was not a catchy phrase that is not only something nice to say that we will be transformed because if you are coming out of the out of the presence of God out of church and you're still the same you're encountering something else but you're not encountering God you're not encountering Jesus you're not encountering the living God because when you come again when you come in front of the presence of living God you come out transformed you don't look the same so I just prophesy right now may hunger 
hunger stir up in our spirits. May we be hungry. May we go hungry. May we grow into just, just go past the emotions. Guys, go past the emotions and go into that deep place. Go into that place of encounter. I just bless you to have encounters with the Father. I just bless you to have encounters with Jesus. I just bless your mornings. I just bless and I bless from the youngest one to the oldest person here that even the children will have encounters that as you go into your sleep time at night that you will get revelations from heaven that you will get encounters with the throne room that you will be transformed as you sleep and for the grown-ups as well that we would have encounters with the most high God and those patterns that have not been broken they break right now depression breaks right now and I'm just speaking right now to every single person that has been battling against depression especially and the Lord is saying that there's a lot of people that have been battling depression and just felt lonely throughout Christmas and the new year and to you I speak right now cycles be broken right now in Jesus name things be broken right now in Jesus name and I call you to freedom and I call you to meet face to face with the Father face to face with the living God and it's not about just stirring up emotions stirring up emotions but you will go forth I just prophesy and I want to bless your year in Jesus name so will you turn your eyes upon Jesus and look in a full wonderful face today would you inquire of him and contemplate and meditate and research his words so you can best discern his voice If you need to leave, do so. I bless you guys. But if if you have time, uh, can can we can we worship him? Can we worship him? There's something when we worship him, when we sing, because your left and your right brain hemisphere starts activating. You know that's why it is incredible when you have the word of God and and and, and worship, because there is something that your brain switches off you're no longer in that place of um, analy analytical thinking but you flow into that in the right hemisphere so let it sing over you this morning and let it be a desire this morning to seek his face to look into his eyes that eyes burning fire the fire, the fire that burns in his eyes.
the train of his road fill the temple and the angels gather round him oh and cry and they cry to you oh so As the leader ordained to be the spearhead point of leading this house with Chloe, I call you up. I call you up to the higher place, higher than the world, higher than the circumstances, higher than the kingdom of darkness, higher than finances, higher than even relationships on earth. I call you to the highest place, seeking Him. I call you up, I call you up, I call you up, I call you up. And we just put the cross of Christ between you and anything that would seek to pull you down, anything that would seek to get in the way, anything that would seek to distract, anything, if even good things, even, even holy things that would seek to get in the way of you being created or living out your created purpose, which is to know Him, to love Him, to seek Him and to pursue Him. We call you up, we call you up, we call you up. And I'm just gonna, as we finish, just invite you just to say the words, whether you're at home or in the room, we just invite you to say the words. Jesus, I'm coming higher. I'm coming up with you, focused on you, seeking you and your house. Amen. Before you move on, so that may be before you get home, it may be before the tonight or before tomorrow morning, but before you move on, I wanna challenge you to find two people in your life and ask them to keep you accountable to this. Just like Kiki preached, 
that there'd be two people in your life who say to you on a daily, if not every other type of scenario, are you burning? Are you seeking Him? Are you, are you asking for more? Are you? Not in a condemnatory way, but in an encouraging way. You know, not one of us is strong enough on our own. Not one of us. But together we can. And no, I'm not invoking right-wing American politics. <laughs> together we can. So before you get home, before you even leave the room, ask Holy Spirit, who's, who are you going to ask to keep you accountable? Ignite group leaders, people who are doing ministry with you, people in your prayer groups, people at 12, 12 p.m. prayer every Friday, people in the worship team with you, people in the prophetic team with you, Ignite groups particularly. Find someone who's going to keep you accountable and ask you on a regular basis, regardless of how weird it sounds, are you still burning? Not were you burning yesterday, are you burning now? And everyone at home, same instruction. Find two people, you're going to keep you accountable. Amen? Amen. Well, thank you for praying for Chloe and I. Uh, please be praying on Tuesday, particularly in the afternoon. Um, we have the funeral then. Chloe's giving her um, the kind of the big tribute um, and she's a little nervous about that in front of all these relatives um, but yeah we value your prayers and Chloe will be preaching next week um, I believe Steve's leading worship so we'll see you next week find two people tell the person next to you have you got your two people yet amen <laughs>